Joining us in the studio from the Collingwood Gem Marine Hospital, we say hello to Nora Holder. Good to have you back, Nora. Good morning, John. Nora, things are always busy at the Collingwood Gem Marine Hospital. Does it get busier this time of year with, uh, uh, you know... I'm going to put it out there, the winter skiing accidents, uh, people shoveling, that kind of stuff. Is winter a more demanding time on, on the hospital? It certainly is, and it, not only for us, but hospitals across Ontario. Right, right. But right now, um, it's been a very busy uh, time, and it continues to be. Our uh, capacity rates are about 120 to 130%. We are caring for patients in what we call unconventional spaces, hallways, waiting rooms, etc., and inpatient units. Um, there are long waits in our emergency department. Over the holidays, our uh, emergency department visits doubled on a number of days to what we normally have. So we had a team of um, interprofessionals within uh, the hospital in approximately November, along with the FIT and the CHC and other community uh, partners. Uh, we we planned uh, for extra staffing within right. all of our departments, etc., but it still remains busy. You know, it's flu season, and it's a time when everyone's together, and it's uh, you're not outside, and right. so therefore you pass a lot, of, germs. A lot of germs. And yeah. it can be the flu. It can also be things that, you know, cause vomiting, diarrhea, sure. things like that. Um, you know, you're, when you're putting out numbers like 130% capacity, that means, you know, you're, you're running out of beds, you're running out of places to put people. At what point does the risk to their actual health care kick in and, and, and what do you do about it? You can't turn people away, but... But you, you're kind of endangering those who are already in. So what we do with our contingency planning is make sure that we have enough staff and we have contingency where we will open up other areas of the hospital. So at times we've opened up um, our ambulatory care center and we've, uh, we've got stretchers in there. So we'll place patients in beds there, get additional right. staff and place staff there. So uh, the other pieces is, is that we uh, use in our emergency department what's called CTAS, which is uh, where you evaluate and you triage patients in terms of their, um, their how severe their illness is. And so you may wait a long time in the emergency department uh, because there are others being cared for in the emergency department who are much uh, more seriously ill. And sometimes right. when you're in the emergency department, you don't see those people going in because they'll come in through the ambulance. Sure. Yeah. So it can be a tough time for people waiting in the emergency department. We have fantastic volunteers and uh, who assist in the department and try to update people. We have a nurse uh, who's in the triage, but it can be very, very busy at this time of year. And we thank everyone for their patience. Uh, is there, I mean, I know we're... We're in anticipation of a new hospital build, and that's to come. But we're we're still ten years away, at least for that. What are we going to do about our tiny little hospital and the increasing population and and need? Well, for us, uh, we're always looking at what is it that uh, we can have, uh, maybe a co-locate or relocate into the community. We're looking at different services, right. talking with our depart, um, our partners, etc. Uh, and the other thing is, is that um, home and community care, uh, there is a, a paucity of post 
uh, or I should say uh, PSWs. Um, and these are individuals who care for uh, patients who are being discharged from the hospital. And uh, it's with home and community care. And we really do need more PSWs in the area. We could discharge patients home with supports uh, far quicker than uh, what it is right now. We have alternative level of care patients. Yesterday it was 24. Today it's 20. And so these patients are either waiting to go to places like uh, complex continuing care or a rehab facility, Mm -hmm. but the majority of them are waiting to go home with supports. Only three are waiting for long-term care. Right, because you, be ha- you might have someone in a hospital bed taking yes. up that spot yeah. who's simply there because they, their, their wounds need to be dressed, they need to be checked on, and, yes. and you can't send them home if they don't have any support. No, can't send them home safely at all without those mm. supports, absolutely. Uh, people can help by uh, just making sure they're not adding to the, the numbers in the hospital. A couple of things to, to remember is to, if you're not feeling well, don't go in the hospital. Well, if you're not feeling well, first of all, yes, don't please don't come and visit a loved right. one in the hospital. And if you do, wash your hands consistently. Mm. There are so many hand washing stations in the hospital. It's very convenient. Yeah, and, and I, our volunteers are great. You walk in the front door. There's hand washing stations. When you get to the um, the ward outside, if it's outside the patient's room, there are hand washing stations. Wash your hands when you leave, when you leave the hospital. Those kinds of things. Uh, but you know, if if you're wondering when you should go to the emergency department. Um, It's the safest place to go if you're experiencing symptoms such as difficulty breathing Mm -hmm. or continuous vomiting, a sudden severe headache, chest pain, seizures, a stiff neck, um, or if you have an infant under three months uh, with a fever over 100 Fahrenheit, yes, those things. But if you're experiencing mild flu-like symptoms, consider options like making an appointment with your family physician or visiting a walk-in clinic or or even considering recuperating at home. But if in doubt, you know, you need to and you really believe that you're really, really ill and nothing else is open, most definitely, you know, our, we are open 24-7. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, uh, often we forget to do this. Thank you to all of the nurses, technicians, doctors who had to work through Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we were all enjoying ourselves with our friends and family, but they were, they had to work business as usual. They certainly did, and I, um, out of the last uh, 10 years, I've gone in and done rounds on Christmas Day uh, for the last seven years, and uh, so this year I went through again in the afternoon, and um, uh, the the positivity mm. and the joy um, of people, even though they're working Christmas, uh, for caring for patients, I, I agree with you. We have the most amazing physicians, nurses, volunteers, um, RTs, uh, diagnostic imaging staff, um, just on and on and on. I can't thank mm. the staff and physicians enough. Uh, there is a certain uh, member of your staff getting recognized in a, in a very big way. Yes, our people. Um, they continue to do extraordinary things, and I'd like to congratulate Dr. Jennifer Young, who in mid-November of 2018, mm-hmm. she became the 62nd and the 13th female president of the Ontario College of Family Physicians. Wow. So congratulations, Dr. Young. So when we talk about raising funds for the hospital to keep the top echelon of doctors here, there's proof. Absolutely. I'm sure with those credentials, she could work anywhere she wants, and it's great that we have her in our hospital. It certainly is. January is Alzheimer Awareness Month. Is that going to be a big deal for Colony General Marine Hospital? Uh, it is. Uh, we are really focusing. We have um, an increasing number of patients who, who are admitted and uh, 
we classify it, it's diagnosed as um, behavioral, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it has to do with dementia and delirium. Right. And uh, Alzheimer's is connected in with, of course, dementia-related uh, illnesses. And so we're doing a lot of training with behavioral success agents um, and a lot of uh, best practices for all of our interprofessional team. And so it really helps us uh, in terms of, um, you know, working with individuals, especially when you're hospitalized. Yes. If you've got dementia or, or Alzheimer's, um, it's even more difficult. It's a, it's a place that you're not uh, familiar with. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lights on. There's a lot of noise. and um, Your medications be, are yeah. being changed and yep. switched. Yeah, and you're at more risk for things like yeah. falls. Right. Uh, well, that's that's good to know. If people have any questions about anything that we've talked about today, about uh, how the emergency room works, if they have any questions, if they want to know more about uh, Alzheimer Awareness Month, where should they go? Well, they can go to cgmh.on.ca or follow us on Facebook at um, backslash Collingwood GM Hospital or on Twitter at Collingwood Hosp. And as well, if you're in our emergency waiting room, we also have... Uh, uh, screens, big screen TVs that also tell you yes. what's open and what's closed and and um, and other pieces of information for your information so you'll never be bored. <laughs> CEO of the Collingwood General Marine Hospital, uh, Nora Holder, thank you so much for joining us on Talk to the Town. Thank you, John. Happy New Year.